Trevor, we're clear. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of The Florida Project, the podcast where we talk mostly about Walt Disney World. If you like Disney and you like podcasts, you'll probably like The Florida Project! Exclamation point. I'm Will. Next to me is Michael. Hello. Next to Michael is Salty Myers. Hola. And finally, next to her is currently nicknamed Disney World Chris, back for another spot in the guest host chair. How are we doing, everybody? Very good. It's been a while. Yeah. It has been. Well, I don't know if anybody knows that I was here before because that was like the Zapruder film of the podcast community. Lost episode. It was. For those of you that don't know, um, Disney World Chris and his wife, Disney World Katie, were on the first Disney Cruise episode that we did, and we had some technical difficulties, and he ended up entirely on the cutting room floor except for one small snippet that made it into the outtakes of the actual episode. So if you listen to the Smokey and the Man gag reel at the end, you <laughs> might have heard me there. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here. Oh, it's good to be here. Thank you all. And if you want to be a part of the show, tweet your thoughts to at TFP underscore podcast and use the hashtag TFP live. If you'd like to support the show and get access to our exclusive podcast, TFP Extra, Extra. and TFP Exclusive, Exclusive. Become one of our Patreon saints at patreon.com slash TFP podcast. In this week's TFP Extra, we will talk about... You want me to talk about it I do. Okay, we're going to talk about the early roles that we have seen some of our Guardians of the Galaxy in. Sounds like a great idea. I thought so. In this month's TFP exclusive, we're going to discuss all the big movies coming out this summer in our annual Hoop-dee-doo Entertainment Weekly Summer Movie Preview Review. That's a mouthful. It sure is. If you'd like to get Amazon to support the show, use our Amazon affiliate link at amazon.tfppodcast.com whenever you shop on amazon.com. I did that last night. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. In today's episode, we'll discuss some nonsense and small topics. Michael will give us the latest news. I will let us know what's tweeting. I like to say it like the, uh, the Haunted Mansion guy. With I, I will lower it for you. <laughs> <laughs> always, always so proud of himself. And then we'll discuss the latest Marvel film, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, in separate non-spoilery and spoilery segments. All of that and more is coming up in this episode of The Florida Project. It's a small topic. After all, it's a small topic. After all, it's a small topic. After all, it's a small, small, small topics. Uh. We just had some unofficial jazz hands from Michael over there. All right, so officially, this is Chris's first episode on the show after the previously mentioned technical issue on the cruise episode. So we need to do his three R's. Chris, what is your favorite ride? You know, I went back and forth on this a lot today. And if you ask me you know, five different times, I'd probably give you five different answers. But the more I thought about it today, I really love Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Yes. And I kissing I was, up to Michael, I see. Very nice. Uh, you know, he, the edit's going to be good on you this uh, week. Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, I mean, we all saw what happened the first time I was here. I don't want to get cut out again. No, but uh, it's because you picked living with the land last time, probably. <laughs> yeah. Like Michael's going to cut him for that. Yeah. No, it's uh, you know, I kind of go back and forth on a lot, but I think that's just it's a really complete, great 
you know, from the minute you walk in the queue to the minute you're done, Absolutely. everything about it. And it's just, uh, no, it's a great ride. Love it. Very nice. Your favorite restaurant? Uh, I feel like I'm going to double up here and not to spoil before I get to the resort, but uh, Ohana is just an unbelievable dining gastro experience <laughs> from top to bottom. Uh, and I think part of that is from a time Will, you and you and I and Katie were there, and we ate so much that the server, I think, actually felt bad for us. Because <laughs> by the time the bill came around, we were almost into full food coma mode by the time the bill came around, and the server was like, you kids okay? Aww. Like Shut up and bring some more dumplings. <laughs> then I'll be better. Was their name cousin? Yeah. yeah. Ohana means family. I still haven't no, been. No, that's not what it means. Well, yeah, I guess it does. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> that's what it means. <laughs> that is uh, what it that's means. right. Yeah. Okay, sorry. We're about to be aloha for you if you keep telling me what I'm... No, I'm just uh, kidding. Chloe's here? <laughs> aloha! Your favorite resort? Is it? Is it the yeah, expected? It's, it's going to be the Polynesian. Because it should be, because that's the best resort. Yeah, and, and Riverside was really close because it's, it's fantastic, as, as you find folks have elaborated on and hit on many times before. But now the Polynesian, just everything about it is great. Have you stayed there before? I've not, regrettably. But I have not either. But from many, you know, last day Kona breakfasts and, and everything else and many good nights at Trader Sam's. It's yeah, I think it says a lot about a resort where you can do all this other stuff there and you've never stayed there, but you still have you have a feeling yeah. exactly what the resort absolutely. is. Like. Absolutely. And it seems to get better. Like there, there's change. I know there's a lot of things that have happened there that changes that have happened that people aren't crazy about, but I feel like it's just it's better every time I'm there. I agree with him. So currently, Chris's nickname on the show is Disney World, Chris, and that was just because I believe I was talking about Chris one time, and Jason goes, what, Disney World, Chris? The guy you went to Disney World with? You know, whatever. Yes. So now Chris needs a new nickname. It needs work. It that does. is the genesis of it, and I'd be very happy to move on. <laughs> what We had some very quick discussions in the car ride over to dinner earlier. The best one I heard was the, the folksy member of the podcast, the folksy like guest host. I like the McConaughey of the podcast. I don't. I don't feel. I'm Actually, not getting the McConaughey vibe. I like. I like Monopoly Chris just in the world. So you could always yeah. bring that to the podcast for people who haven't played Monopoly with Chris. So, don't do it. No, do it. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's strongly advised that you not. You'll lose. He turns into a completely different person. So I think that's it. I think we have to go with Monopoly Chris. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll. I'll. I'll allow it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So for our second small topic, you've been granted ownership of Walt Disney World for a single day. Oh, nice. What one new thing would you add? What one existing thing would you remove? And what one thing would you change? Chris, what one new thing would you add? Uh, one thing I would add. I'll tell you what, I'd add a little more monorail transportation some of the other resorts. Good. I know I know that feels like a cop out of an answer, but No, absolutely it's, not. It's uh I'm not buying any of these arguments of it it's, you know, a million dollars per mile to get it done or anything like that. It's I think it's just uh it's great. Yeah. We all love the monorail. Michael? I would add Carsland. Mm, very nice. Somewhere. Doesn't matter where. Gary? I wasn't privy to the small topics before we started recording, so... Me either. Off the top of my head, I'm going to add... I'm going to add a Villain's Land, because I've wanted Ooh. it forever. Okay. Very nice. I would I would add it to the Magic Kingdom, just to specify. My answer is the Matterhorn bobsleds. That's a good one, too. Where would you put it? Magic Kingdom. No, probably behind Norway. Nice. Mm. 
or turn it into the old Mount Fuji ride in Epcot. I don't know. There's been a lot of talk, but we're going to do that. All right. What one existing thing would you remove? I'll go first. (laughs) Ellen's Energy Adventure, if you listened to last week's episode. (laughs) Carrie? I'm going to remove Winnie the Pooh and bring back Mr. Toad. That's two things. You can't do two things. Well, I'm removing (laughs) Winnie the Pooh for spite then. Okay. Michael, what are you removing? It'll come as no surprise if you listen to last week's too. I'm going to remove the Tomorrowland Speedway. Okay. I'm going to remove Mission Space. <laughs> you son of a gun. <laughs> to free up that nice, fresh Horizons plot for Michael. Uh, thank <laughs> you. Right. Teamwork. Get a really good edit this. I know. <laughs> really good. Please, just, just make me sound good. <laughs> and finally, what one thing would you change? Me, I'm going. I'm bringing back the Dole Whip swirl to the... Aloha Isle in Adventureland. Gotta love that pineapple and vanilla swirl. It needs to come back. Even though we all know it's at the pineapple and I, but I want it in the Magic Kingdom. I'm greedy. I know. Michael, what one thing would you change? I would change the Walt Disney World Railroad to be more like Disneyland's Walt Disney World Railroad where you have like Uh, actual show scenes. Yeah. Yeah. And you go like inside different places. I feel like there's a spot in between the Fantasyland station and the Main Street station where it goes through Tomorrowland where it's just kind of they kind of phoned it in. Like you can see the parking lot and you can see the contemporary and you can see mm-hmm. Tomorrowland. Put some more stuff in there. Have it go through Space Mountain. Chris, what would you change? We'll fix that Yeti. Ah, very <laughs> nice. I like it. So he'll swipe at you? Absolutely. <laughs> he'll grab somebody every <laughs> once in a while. Full of <laughs> it's terrifying. You'll get a free fast pass or something. It'll be yeah. great. Gary, what would you change? I'm going to change the show at the American Adventure. To something good? To something better. I love okay. it as it is, but it, it, it needs a it needs a it needs to be gussied up a bit. They don't need Ben Franklin talking to Tom Tom Mark, Mark Twain. Twain. Mark Twain. <laughs> Who's Tom? I don't know. Tom Get Sawyer. Get out of here, Tom. <laughs> um Yeah, it, it it could be a lot better and um I'm you know, the um the Hall of Presidents has Lost a little magic for me, so I think we Allegedly. need to... Allegedly. Well, it hadn't been opened in months, so... Yeah, so I'm going to... It could gu- be better than you can possibly imagine. It could be. It could be great, but... I don't know. I can imagine quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I want to improve it, because uh, the, the outside show with the Voices of Liberty is so magical and wonderful, and one of my favorite things in the world, the inside show should be as good. Okay. I like it. I did not write this third small topic. I want everybody to know that. So my birthday is this weekend, and all of my awesome friends are going to celebrate with me at going to an Atlanta Braves game. Accurate. What are I'm going to switch it up here. What are some of your favorite Will birthday <laughs> memories? Chris, you go first. No, I'm going to need you to come back to me. That- oh, yeah, you haven't been around that long. Actually, I will go ahead and answer for all three of you. You're like the thing I remember the most about birthday parties from all three of you. Okay. Carrie, when she dressed up, uh, well, it wasn't my birthday, but she dressed up as me for Halloween one time, and there was a uh, a party where all the girls wore I Heart Will shirts. Michael, that was a good one. He gave me like 500 straws <laughs> a couple of years, or maybe a thousand straws, because yeah. I didn't have any straws. You made fun of me for using a straw in a drink, like one of the first times I met you. Well, it didn't make fun of me, but you thought it was weird that I was using a straw. I think it was in a beer, so it was fair that you're making yes. fun of me. <laughs> it wasn't me just being a jerk. <laughs> so I thought it'd be hilarious to give him this giant box of straws that came from uh, one of my friends, Robbie, 
runs a restaurant and was able to hook me up with a giant box of straws. I, I was looking forward to where you got the giant box of straws. Back of a truck. Yeah. I know a guy. <laughs> yeah, good times. Excellent. Uh, and Chris, anything for you? Nah. How great am I? You are. You are the best. Ain't I great? Yeah, baby. <laughs> the Our Heart World birthday was going to be my favorite William birthday. The straws was going to be my favorite, too. So there uh, you my, go. My, my favorite. still have some in that cup. I see I them do. right <laughs> My, my favorite is going to be this amazing round of golf you're going to play tomorrow. Absolutely. And that is it for small topics. Yay. Views. Ha. And speaking of views, one thing you might want to view one last time this week is Wishes. Wishes! As it is having its last performance of the Magic Kingdom this Thursday, May 11th. In order to provide guests with the best views possible, Disney is adding some additional viewing areas for the fireworks spectacular throughout the week. The backstage... Did you say spectacular? I did. The backstage cast member parking lot located in between Main Street USA and Tomorrowland will be open on May 6th, 11th, 12th, and 13th. If the crowds are even larger than expected, then the area in between Main Street USA and Adventureland on the other side may also be opened. Hey, wait a minute. You said Wishes was having its last performance on May 11th, so why are there additional viewing areas on May 12th and 13th? I don't know, Michael. (laughs) Why are there? Well, that is because on Friday, May 12th, it's the debut of the brand new Nighttime Spectacular. Happily Ever After. after. We won't get to see that show until early June, but I'm excited to hear the first-hand reports. Well, you've already heard the first-hand music. Not first-hand, but you've listened to the music already, right? I have, and it sounds good. And the did you see some of the lighting tests that I, they showed? I saw that they had some, but I haven't watched the videos. It looked uh, ridiculous. Did you see the picture from In the Polynesian beach yeah. where yeah. you could see just like spotlights? Like it looked like I don't know, like something was it? I don't know what was it? there's Aliens. a new club opening at the Magic <laughs> Kingdom. I don't know thirty three. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if anybody's seen any of the photos from the nighttime spectacular at Disneyland Paris, but they do some spotlight type shots there where it shoots up and almost looks like the top of the castle is a star all the spotlights oh. converge on oh, it pretty. so they had some shots like that that you know from across at the polynesian just huge like broad swaths of spotlights it's gonna look it looks pretty incredible cool i can't wait well do you know who else got viewed this past week the view the shaman from pandora the world of avatar Ooh. because it is open to a select few individuals mostly media cast members and other special people And reviews and information have been flooding the internet this week, and shockingly, to most, but not shocking to me, it has been mostly extremely positive. Have you guys been aware of the first-hand reports of Pandora, the world of Avatar? I have a problem with James Cameron, so no. Why? He knows what he did. (laughs) He insists upon himself? (laughs) He does. (laughs) The only thing I was uh, privy to was they had a, there was a 14-minute YouTube video posted earlier in the week. It wasn't by Disney, right? I sent it to you, Michael. Right. And it just went through the queue of Flight of Passage. The very long, detailed detailed queue. It won't spoil it for anyone. But then it did show the... I was very curious about the ride vehicles, and my questions were answered. Yes. 
Very exciting. Spoiler Tron coaster, but whatever. <laughs> same same ride system, but not a roller coaster. Right, right. So it looks really cool and really detailed and really interesting. I just wish it were a better property that I more was more interested in. That's just me personally. Sorry, Michael, don't yell at me. No, it's fine. I watched a video before it was removed from the internet for copyright infringement. It was the entire ride through of the Navi River Journey, and it looks amazing, and I can't wait. Is the shaman going to be gigantic like the Navi? Like, because aren't they like they're like yeah, they're like twelve feet. feet tall. Yeah, but she's the most advanced audio animatronic currently at Disney property. Currently, and what is the most advanced? The shaman. No, well, <laughs> she's not open yet. <laughs> Isn't it Hopper a bug I, I believe it's still Hopper. And before Hopper, the Wicked Witch on the Great Movie, right? That is correct. <laughs> trivia Spont- over. Spontaneous Tell trivia round. Nice. Tell him what he's won, Bob. A bucket full of pride. Yay. One other thing, I'll spoil the queue a little bit for Flight of Passage. You go through part of the laboratory from Avatar, and you see, like, one of the avatars in, like, the water tank. And so there's, like, an animatronic, like, floating in that liquid, full size, and it, like, moves every now and then. It's creepy. It's really creepy. Yeah, I'm starting to become concerned that the animatronics <laughs> are for going this to land. Oh, they're definitely are, going to rise up and kill us. All. Are impressive and also terrifying. I mean, who made the Terminator? James Cameron. You love the Terminator. I do. Uh, it's it a was wonderful Miles movie. Dyson. Him too. Well, no, he was made out of a Dyson. Excuse me, Miles Dyson was cyber. Uh, no, uh, Skynet. He wrote, oh, yeah, he yeah, wrote that's Skynet. Right. Well, who made the Terminator? The Terminators made themselves. Skynet, Ooh, Skynet made, the made the Terminator. So Miles Dyson is the grandpa well, of the Terminator. Well, come on now. I mean, he didn't actually design the Terminator. We can't blame Miles Dyson. Well, Road to hell, buddy. Speaking of scary autonomous creatures, yeah. according to the LA Times, Walt Disney World is reportedly planning to test out autonomous electric vehicles in cast member parking lots to transport cast members to and fro. And if this test program is a success, the driverless vehicles could be expanded to the public areas next year. According to the article, quote, Most of the vehicles are shaped like tall bricks on wheels. With plenty of headroom, the shuttles typically can carry up to 12 to 15 passengers. Equipped with cameras, radar, and laser sensors, they're limited in a geofenced area. Zones where the environment is well mapped and understood by the vehicle's artificial intelligence, software, and hardware. End quote. That's cool. Unless they're the Terminators in disguise. Yeah, but I could get so much reading done in the car if I had an autonomous vehicle. You think this is related to what they were talking about, the rumors a month or two ago about Disney's own Uber-type transport? I believe this is separate. Okay. But I've heard the same thing, that like the Uber... Well, I haven't heard that the Uber was going to be autonomous, because they've talked about having the drivers on their service be really familiar with Disney property... So that you can actually get helpful information and accurate information. I'd, I'd be willing to bet the GPS and the software and everything is all kind of you know, similar yeah. on that. Well, I hope it works better than my Disney experience. I'll just say that. <laughs> We've all had issues. Well, do you know who had an autonomous vehicle? David, David Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. He did. But also Syndrome, the evil villain of Disney Pixar's Incredibles. And hmm. speaking of Incredibles, we have some sad news to report. Sad in quotation marks. What happened? The incredible super dance party has been retired as of last weekend. <laughs> oh, no. Quotation marks. <laughs> Sad. The show has taken place since 2007 at Rocket Tower Plaza Stage in Tomorrowland at the Magic Kingdom. But fear not, a new dance party is coming later in May, and it's called Cosmic Dance Party. Thank God. Oh, whew. 
But in the meantime, you can meet Mr. Incredible at an all-new meet-and-greet until May 18th in Tomorrowland. So let's say goodbye to the Incredible Super Dance Party. Do not play the bagpipes. No, no, no. It's not <laughs> worth it. That's not fair. Use it for real things, Michael. Like the hot cheese? No, not that either. <laughs> Although that cheese that they offer now is completely gross in the little tub thing. Speaking of superheroes, Star-Lord and Baby Groot are now greeting guests at, you guessed it, One Man's Dream at Disney's <laughs> Hollywood Studios. Baby Groot and Star-Lord have landed in the spot that was occupied by Moana. Word around the villages that Moana and the tradition of her people will be voyaging to the Magic Kingdom, but that hasn't been officially confirmed. I haven't been in One Man's Dream when they've had a meet and greet. Where, where do they do the meet and greets? We did the Moana one, and it's so when you go all the way through, like everything is still there, well, except Walt's desk yeah. or like office. But when you go to the back, kind of before the waiting area where you would go into the movie. Yeah. There's like another room back there. So there's like a little queue that's themed oh. and it's themed like whatever the character. So it was unused yeah. space. And it's, okay. it's the character's not visible from the people in one man's dream. Okay. So the little video of the Groot in the uh, meet and greet is so adorable. Yeah. It's like a little animatronic Groot. Yeah. As of recording, it just started this morning and the internet was ablaze with it. I watched two videos and they were both adorable. This, the Star-Lord guy is also adorable, but he's no Chris Pratt. Well, that's, that's a really nope. high bar. It really yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, it's the one, actually, they had a meet and greet for, for some reason, they were at the, Star-Lord and Gamora were at the villains, one of the villains parties for some reason. On a date? Maybe. Well, it's unspoken. But they, like, that Star-Lord looked a little more like Chris Pratt. This guy was, didn't. Didn't evoke Chris Pratt whatsoever, the one I saw this Yeah, me neither. It did not for me. Well, okay. <laughs> now, uh, the Groot, though, was was fantastic. So cute. He says, I am Groot in a few different inflections, which is pretty awesome. And he was really cute. And he moves around a little bit. So I'm looking forward to seeing this. I don't know if I'm looking more forward to having this meet and greet or BB-8. Having done the BB-8, it's, it's really pretty fantastic. And I think I'd probably enjoy BB-8 more because... There's not a real person there, and that always creeps me out. My my wife actually got a selfie with BB-8. Yeah, it's very cute. What did BB-8 do? Like when you guys, he, like does he me, me, beep me, at you? BB-8 things. He, does he roll? Does he move? And stuff? He does not roll. He's his he's head on, will move. Rather, he's right. on a stand, but his head will turn and go forward and backwards, and he makes his beeping noises. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. Cool. Did the cast member translate for you? Yes. Because similar to some other things, you know, wanted to double check with him. You know, she she's like, "Can I get a selfie?" And the cast member asked BB-8, got confirmation back. It's nice. respectful. Yeah, and and a whole lot less terrifying than Kylo Ren. Uh, still yes. want to do that. I'm not doing it. I want to do it. I still get chills. We stumbled <laughs> into it by accident this time. They had the Chase Visa free one, and yeah. it didn't say who it was. There was no line at all. I said, "Oh, why don't we do that?" So we walked down the hallway, and the 
girl, the cast member attendant, leaned out and she goes, "How many of you? Is it two of you?" And we're like, "Oh yeah, two. And then he just like swooped around the corner, <laughs> like we're not expecting it at all. I actually jumped. I go, oh Lord! <laughs> now he doesn't. That one doesn't talk. Right? Oh, he did this time. Oh, no. mine talked. The one I the saw. one in the I did the chase the the Disney Visa one, and it, that didn't one talk. didn't talk. And I was extremely happy that that didn't happen because I was I thought it was going to be Chewbacca, and then he swooped around the corner. <laughs> yeah, and then he didn't talk. I was like, yeah, what do you got now? Because this guy's like the same height as me. And Kylo Ren, when he doesn't talk, he's not that imposing. So he was like Kylo Ren with his helmet off? No, it, well. He, In he personality? Was, yeah, pretty much. Wait, the Kylo Ren was the same height as you? Yeah. Shouldn't he be? I mean, you're tall enough, but yeah. isn't Adam Driver super tall? I don't know. I think he is. You but need- I know meeting Vader, Vader didn't <laughs> talk, and it was imposing. Because mm-hmm. he's like seven feet and a cape and a mask. And like, ugh. and it was actually, a li- Michael, you were there. It was a little like. He did not take kindly to me trying to put my arm around his back. No, he didn't. <laughs> but the, the Kylo Ren I met, it took away all the, like, the scariness when he didn't say anything. I'm like, yeah. No, yeah, you, what do you, got? you need to do the real thing. No, I'm not doing it's it. It's terrible. No, I'm scaring. I'm scary, scared of it. I'm not doing it. I want to meet Chewie more than anything. Well, absolutely. Me too. Actually, no, I think I'm, I want to meet Baby Groot and BB-8. That's who I want to meet. So it doesn't have to be a person? Are you saying BB-8's not a person? Yes. And Baby Groot's not a person? Yes. Hmm. We just talked about how they're animatronic. Hmm. Well... Hope everybody's enjoyed listening to Carrie here on the Florida Project. <laughs> we had mic problems earlier. Maybe we're about to have more. And that is it for news. That was some good news, Michael. Thanks, Will. Hey, Will. Hey, Michael. What's tweeting? Marisa tweeted, apparently you can meet Star-Lord and Groot in Hollywood Studios now. That's happening. I'm doing that, even though the lines will be long. I feel exactly the same about all that. I know we just talked about it, but I'm extremely excited. And so is Marisa. Tomei? Could be Marissa, I guess. Cool. I don't know. No, it's Marisa Mars or Marissa Mars. Mars at Mars Rambles, which is, I love I love everybody that has a good, a good yeah. Twitter handle. Yeah. Now, I think this is, this could be a good Twitter handle. I just don't understand it. Hello from the Trees tweeted, What a better way to spend Star Wars Day than at Hollywood Studios watching a Star Wars fireworks display. And there was an attached picture of a Star Wars Galactic Spectacular. As of recording, yesterday was May the 4th, and May the 4th be with you all. Wait, did you say Spectacular. How many times in one episode are we going to do it? As many as it takes. But a lot of people were having fun uh, at Disney's Hollywood Studios yesterday to celebrate Star Wars Day. And I hoped, uh, Carrie and I were speaking about this earlier, I hope every year it gets a little little bit more official. Mm-hmm. What about, about it? Well, anybody having a good Revenge of the Fifth? Not really, no. Uh, okay. Traffic, man. Traffic. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Here you go. I got to say, I will give the Star Wars fireworks a chance if ever I am down there for that. They're more, they're more display than fireworks. He's but more, still spectacular. Okay, that's the important He's part. more machine now than man. Mm. Michael, did you say spectacular? Twisted. I did. And <laughs> evil. Evil. 
Alexis tweeted, apparently you can hug BB-8 at the Hollywood Studios photo op, and now that is all I want in the world. We're just kind of repeating everything here that we've already just talked about, but it's still awesome because I want to hug BB-8 too. Can you hug BB-8, Chris? Uh, we did not hug him, but if she says she hugged him, I don't see why. Well, know. no, she knows you. Alexis knows you can hug him, huh. and we, that is all she wants in the world. We did, we did not get a hug, but my wife did get a selfie. Aim high, Alexis. Go get your hug. Yeah, go get that hug. I have a BB-8 pillow that is available for hugs. I want to hug the real BB-8. Yeah, that's better. Paul tweeted, last day today, frowny face. So off to Magic Kingdom and finally wishes before it leaves us all next week. Frowny face again. But don't worry, Paul. We have a new show coming soon on May 12th. We do. And I guess next week we should probably play the bagpipes for wishes, unless we already did. That is an appropriate use of the I bagpipes. I think next week we will we'll do a little wishes retrospective. How about yeah, that? I like That's it. nice. Maybe we'll have like a little segment about wishes. We'll dream a dream. Hmm. And do as dreamers do. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Kirsty tweeted. Kirsty so- Alley? No, sorry. Could be. Could be. <laughs> Actually, it's uh, Kirsty uh, and her. It's at cursed T E A cursed t i like that it's sunset and there's a breeze and the parade and bubbles and everything smells like cotton candy i love you always magic kingdom yeah that sounds like a lovely lovely evening bubbles are great Mm. way better than fireworks especially when there's a fairy living inside and that's what's tweeting Today's topic is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 Review. Yay. Yay. Hooray. So as of recording, Guardians of the Galaxy released today, but we all know that movies come out the day before, right? Oh, shh. Don't tell everybody. The lines, William. The lines. They're never sold out. I'm going to let people know. No. All the listeners need to know. I would like to hear from people. Do we all understand, like, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the poster says it comes out May 5th, right? That's what it says. Mm -hmm. We watched it on May 4th, not at midnight. They have eight. 9, 10 p.m. showings. This has been happening for a decade. Yeah. How do people not know this yet? I actually said today at work, I was telling someone that I went to a movie last night, and they were like, what decadence, a weeknight movie. <laughs> Opening night. When we're no longer able to get into these early Thursday night movies, <laughs> we're going to point back to this time. And that's fine. And you know what? That's you know what's going to happen then? That'll make the midnight movie mean something again. No, because then we'll be going on Wednesday. Because then it'll be the Wednesday premiere. Because then they're going to start doing the seven to eight, yeah. and nine p.m. showings on Wednesday. And so then just it'll be great. Or we'll pay a little bit extra, and you can just watch it at home. I can't wait until Monday is the day to go see a new movie because wouldn't that make a Monday delightful oh, if you it knew that so you're going to get to go see a new movie? Yeah. Well, also now that we've moved Star Wars back to May, why can't we just release Star Wars movies on May the 4th? That's such a good idea. Whatever day of the week it is, I don't care because you know it'll be like a day and a half before anyway. That's true. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> we all saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 last night. And if you did not see it or haven't seen it all weekend whenever this show comes out, we're not going to spoil anything right now. We will spoil it in a few minutes. It's coming. Because there are a lot of things to talk about spoiler-wise. I mean, it's not like there's no I'm your father moment or anything, but... We have so many spoilers, it was almost what? as big as a planet. It's a spoiler. 
There is a literal I'm yeah, your father moment. Uh, I was just thinking. Well, I didn't say that part. <laughs> it was in the trailer, so but it's it, not a... Exactly. <laughs> Darth Vader is not anybody's father in this movie. That I agree with. Hashtag not a real spoiler or a real spoiler. Doesn't matter. We all saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 last night. And let's give our general thoughts before we move into spoilers. Everybody good? Yeah. Righto. Best thing ever or garbage go? Best thing ever. Best thing ever. Best thing ever. Garbage. Just oh. kidding. No, it's the best thing ever. Now, here's here's the first uh, real question. And it's, it always needs to be asked with a sequel. It's It's not necessarily like... Like it's not the same answer for every sequel, absolutely. But was it better than the first one? I don't think it was better, but I think I may have enjoyed it more. That is a really interesting take. I would say it lived up to the promise of the first one in that it was just as good and what you want it to be. But I, I don't think I don't think it needed to or did over do better than the first one. I, I'm really <laughs> I'm really impressed by it on two fronts because one, when a blockbuster kind of comes out of nowhere. You get the inevitable sequel, and it's really hard to capture the magic of the first one anyway. But with something like this, and just the nature of this movie, and the way the comedy is, and the way everything is with it, it would have been really easy for them to go too far on the second one, and just like run jokes into the ground. Like It would have been really easy for Groot to almost become annoying, like yeah. just, just sprinkle a little too much Groot all over the movie. And they did a really nice job of balancing it, keeping the spirit of the first movie, keeping the fun of it without overdoing anything. I'd like to point out that going into Guardians of the Galaxy Prime, the first one. Volume one. Volume one. (laughs) I knew nothing about the Guardians of the Galaxy, except that it was going to be a Marvel movie and it used to be a comic book of some sort. But that's literally all I knew. I wonder if anyone did. I'm sure a lot Com- of like there are a lot of I Marvel fans. I know a fans, couple yeah. of comic book people who knew and were very excited, particularly for Good. Rocket to be shared with the world. But well, first it was a it was Marvel's first big swing. Yeah, like okay, we did all this. Watch this one. <laughs> Cross your fingers. <laughs> hold but, hold my beer. We got this. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember I did watch this film for the first time with Monopoly Chris and currently named Disney World Katie. At Disney Spring, well, downtown Disney at the time, and we went until like a 10 or 11 a.m. matinee while we were down there, and walking in, it was like, I don't know. It just like the pre- the original trailer was, uh, what was the tagline for the original trailer? I hope this works or something like that. The tagline for the original poster, which is when I got on board a little bit, I, I kind of like the wackiness of it anyway, but then I saw the poster, at the bottom of it, it said, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... All right, I'm on board now. Let's do this. I was on board. I was I was very curious, and it they knocked it out of the park. And I, I got to say, I think they did it again. Yeah, they really did. It, it's the recipe is always there with a sequel to kind of just fall short and and not reach the same heights. And they just really did a bang up job of making it, you know, kind of reach those same heights and keep that same feel. But also, it felt like its own movie too. Oh yeah. yeah. It felt yeah. like everyone had progressed and everybody's personalities and story had progressed. It was it was nice. They did a really good job. Yeah, I'll, I'll, our friend Steven, we saw it with him, and the first, that was one of the first things he said was, like, for the first, you know, hour and a half, this movie is just straight comedy, really. Yeah. And that is a very big departure. I know Ant-Man was pretty much, too, but to go from... We were just watching Guardians of the Galaxy uh, while I was waiting on everybody to get here, and it is more of a straight, regular, formulaic Marvel movie. Nothing, not that there's anything wrong with that, 
but it's, with it's a good formula, and it's a little bit funnier than some of the other earlier ones have, have been. But it's it's about fifty fifty action adventure and comedy. Yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two they they ramp up the comedy a bit more from from the opening gun. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some definite hilarity, but there were there were a handful of points where I thought a joke was not as funny as it could have been, or like a a, a few false moments but even with those i still really love the movie but also they don't they didn't have to because it's a sequel they didn't have to world build or team build you know and you didn't have to introduce everybody which is always yeah that's a good 30 minutes of any movie and i one of the things i really liked about that was that because a lot of the sequel to the marvel movies are kind of a continuation of a, a larger story that's going on in the marvel cinematic universe and this felt like just one contained story about like their adventures. Yeah, um, it, it's the you, and even the first one you had the Infinity Stone aspect to it, which obviously ties into things. But even it felt like its own yeah. standalone thing. You you felt like you could pop it in to the DVD player and show somebody who's never seen another Marvel movie, and they'd be able to just get along fine and you know, not need the backstory of anything. That being said, do not go see Volume 2 if you have not seen the first Guardians. Yeah, you'll be really confused. That would be a mistake. Why is there a raccoon? (laughs) Talking raccoon. Um, I think I like that it's a standalone, but after, and it's fine during the movie, but afterward, I start thinking about, well, wait a minute, how does this fit in with the rest of the MCU? And I get a little spirally. But that's my brain, not the movie's fault. And we'll get into that in a few more minutes. But... Because Carrie made a really good point last night, and it made me think a lot today about it. But any any other general Teaser. thoughts about the film? You should go see it. How, how about the soundtrack? Did we all oh. love the oh, yeah. soundtrack? So great. One of the best things about the first movie was the soundtrack, and this did not drop yeah. the ball in that department exactly. either. Yeah, it's, it's just a great collection of music. And I enjoy that it's younger folks who may not know some of this music get kind of a little musical learning journey along the yeah. course of these movies. It's really nice. Better or worse than the first one? I don't know. that. I, again, the, the just music? the soundtrack. Just I don't know. The, That's Just it. soundtrack? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't listened to it enough to, yeah. really, f- to really know yet. Because I, I know the first one really well because I've listened to it so many times. My, oh, go ahead. I think this one's better. I think it's more connected to the movie absolutely yes i think that is a really good point it really fits in with the story and it's not just a sad song or a oh this is a dance song this was a hit in this yeah my gut is or right now is saying that they're about the same i think the first one to me seems a little bit better because it had the the song that was in the trailer also be in the movie so you the hooks on a feeling yeah so it's like it's kind of tied to the movie in a way. Yeah. And at least right now, I don't have like a song that does that with volume two, but it could just be because I see that trailer so many times. And saw that the was movie. the line I was trying to think of. This may be, a, may have been a bad idea. Oh, and they were incorrect. It was not a bad idea. It's a great idea. And is it the, the second best, uh, Marvel sequel behind winter soldier or civil war? I don't know. There's been 15 movies now. I know, but there aren't that many sequels. Winter Soldier's the best. In my opinion as well. Yes. And yeah, Civil War's two. I think this is, I think I like this a little bit more than Civil War. I don't. I know it's very fresh, but Civil War got real busy for my taste. I I like the busier 
ones, I think, more than it's you. De- for me, it's definitely better than Age of Ultron. Oh, God. I mean, that's, you know. What about Iron Man 2? I like Iron Man 2. I know, too. but it's yeah. fine. <laughs> Iron Man 2 is... Does this is better than Iron Man 2? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'd put it about Civil War. Uh, I, think I don't I'd, know. I don't know either, but that's just my gut right now. Talking about the busyness, and we've talked about this many times before, Civil War does a much better job of the busy, you know, getting the band together movie than Age of Ultron does. Well, yeah. Yeah, it does. And in less time, Black too. Black Panther, yeah. too. Just but, did. saying all that, anybody else have any other final general thoughts? I was thinking about this last night after the movie. Is One thing that I think really helps the Guardians movies along is they know what they are. Like, and they know what they're trying to do. They know the personality of the movie, the kind of feel and tone they're kind of go for. And they just go. They just put the pedal down and go with it. And, and you can tell. Like, they know what they're trying to do with these movies. And, it, you know, I think it makes it, you know, come across really enjoyable. And it seems like a movie that was enjoyable for them to make. I Absolutely. Don't I don't know that that's true, but I believe it's true. And I also liked how, uh, for the most part, I liked how 80s it was. Yeah, it seemed to be a natural progression from like a, a 70s feel to an 80s feel. Yeah. Which is also interesting because of Thor Ragnarok coming up, and it has an 80s type feel, at least in the yeah, the marketing. <laughs> Michael, any other final general thoughts? Uh, no, other than it, it was another win for Marvel when, you know, it's you keep waiting for them to have that one movie that's kind of the yeah. bad one. Like I said, they've had 15 so far, and they keep knocking them out of the park in my opinion before we move on there is no general consensus on what the worst marvel movie is right most people will say iron man 2 or thor 2 correct i think so it's incredible hulk right i don't think it gets enough credit yeah quite frankly a lot of people haven't even seen it yeah because they don't know it's part of it right i think if it had mark ruffalo in it instead of edward norton people would like it more just because they think yeah. it's not related because it has a different actor. Right. Sure. I sure. love them both, but I love Ruffalo so much more as Bruce Banner. Yeah. That yeah. But I, I think, think the I movie is that. fine. Yeah. I agree. I was just asking. It's it's not it doesn't have the the magic that all the other Marvel ones do. Right. Like it right. may be better than Iron Man 2, but Iron Man 2 still has that that zip. Sam I, Rockwell in Iron Man 2 yeah. doesn't get enough credit. That is absolutely yeah. true. I think Iron Man 3 also is very divisive as possibly yeah. being the worst. Some people hate that movie for whatever reason. I didn't love it the first time, but the second time, oh, I really like this a lot more. I'm going I'm to follow up his Sam Rockwell and Iron Man 2 <laughs> argument with Guy Pierce by the end of Iron Man 3. He's yeah. just doing great work. <laughs> it's true. But we digressed again. Yeah, best thing ever. And also, if you, go, if you haven't seen it yet, there are five post-credit scenes. Yes. Interspersed throughout the credits. But so. you know when we're going to talk about those? In the spoiler. In the spoiler section. Oh, yeah. like, I, just, th- I just want to th- tell people that... He's, oh, he's yeah. sharing information. Yeah, just I thought you were going to talk about something else. He's basically saying, keep your seats. I thought you were going to talk about the extended Pirates of the Caribbean uh, preview <laughs> that they had in AMC theaters. It was a good five minutes, right? It was. It was a while. It was unexpected. I didn't know that was going to happen. Ghost sharks. Zombie yeah. sharks. Zombie sharks. I would say zombie sharks. Pirate zombie ghost sharks. Yeah. I don't know. Reanimated. And um, oh, what Javier Bardem. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. But you now that is a show for another time. <laughs> and it is time for us to move on to the spoiler section. So if you have not seen Guardians of the Galaxy, come back in about 10 or 15 minutes or so. And, you know, we'll get the uh, listener feedback and then you can get all the plugs and everything. Or we'll see you next week. I'm not sure. But, you know, see yeah, you real soon and all that. 
But uh, now, if you have not seen the movie and you want to be spoiled, just listen on. Last warning. Last Spoilers. warning. Everybody good now? All right, you all gone? All right, we're here. All right, I'll see you later. Let's talk about something else now that <laughs> those people are gone. Uh, well, let's go ahead and uh, you alluded to five post-credits. You have to you have to stay through all the credits this time and pay attention too, for sure. I'm trying to remember them all now. It is a lot to keep up. So with. the yeah. first one was that one guy trying to do the arrow. Kirk. Right. Yeah. Kirk. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't that know. Was great. I poor Drax. I cannot stop laughing. It was so funny. <laughs> 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 and then he just uh, quietly walks off. It reminded me of the the stormtroopers who just quietly walked away <laughs> yeah, as Kylo Ren was uh, losing <laughs> his shit. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't. I don't remember all five. I I remember four offhand right now. Yeah, oh, there was a uh, uh, teen Groot. Teen yes. Groot. Oh, that was the best one. That, that was, was easily playing his video game and being emo. <laughs> I am Groot. Don't say that to me. <laughs> and get the. I have to walk all over your vines everywhere. That was really really good. Well, yeah, Star Lord the Dad is just a funny idea. And then there was the, the well, what was her name from the Sovereign. Uh, do we remember Aisha? her name? Aisha, something like that. I yeah. think so. Yeah. And they're basically birthing yeah, Adam Warlock yeah. is the uh, the word. Oh yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know what that was. I had to do some reading about Adam Warlock today. Oh, that's that. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. Who? Again, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy deep cuts. It is a deep <laughs> cut of these uh, Guardians of the Galaxy comic books. Adam Warlock is he's part of Infinity War, but he is not going to be a part allegedly a part of the cinematic Infinity War. Okay. He's. He's kind of a celestial, but not yeah. really like Ego is. But it's a little confusing. I'm just going to wait until they tell us what he is. But she's creating him, basically. There's enough going on in the Infinity War movies that you don't yeah. need to add him. I mean, he can he can just hang out till Guardians 3. Well, from what I was reading today, also, he's uh, he's it just sounds like he's going to be the quote-unquote villain of Guardians 3, but probably end up being a good guy. Huh, okay. So then our fourth, and this these may not be in order. The fourth one was uh, the Sylvester Stallone, Michelle Yeoh. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames. And uh, the voice of Miley Cyrus, apparently. Evidently. And the we were talking about this in the car, but they were just having like a, oh, well, maybe our adventures are not done or whatever. Just It was kind of weird if you have no idea who any of these people are besides the actors. But apparently they were the original Guardians of the Galaxy characters in the, uh, in oh, the first cool. in the first comic book. Oh, really? And it's possible they may have their own spinoff something because why else would you cast yeah. Ving Rhames and Sylvester Stallone and, and Michelle, Michelle yeah. yeah, and the the voice of Miley Cyrus. Well, and apparently uh, James Gunn just liked the voice of Miley Cyrus. She, he liked her voice, so yeah, I'll put her in there. Yeah, I had no idea what that was, but I knew. It meant something. I thought it was like yeah. a meta reference to some movie they were all in together. Now, granted, I had to look all this up today, but it was on IMDb on the uh, the spoiler section. So cool. if they lied, then I apologize to the listeners. Fake news. Yes. Very, it's Hashtag very possible. fake news. We don't know. So, And then the final one was the Stan Lee talking to the Watchers, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. basically. And the Watchers are... Now again, my Marvel knowledge is not up to par with my DC knowledge. It's not as deep, but they are basically what they sound like. They are the Watchers of the Universe, yeah. and it's been, I believe, the Watcher of Earth is always has always been named Uatu. Thank you, Uatu. And during people have been speculating 
that since Stanley shows up in all of these movies, he's a watcher. Yeah, I was and he either is or he isn't. It's still unclear, <laughs> but it was very cool. Regardless, yeah, the, the scuttlebutt around online was that that was confirming that he. Yeah, was. <laughs> and nice. I am perfectly fine with that. Yeah, why not? And my other favorite thing from we just skipped to the end of the movie, which is funny, but that during the credits. Uh, every once in a while, it just popped up as I am Groot. Yeah. And then, turned, and then turned into whatever yeah. the name was. That was great. That was nice. I am Groot. And I like the um, the way the credits look. They look like a uh, high school yearbook. Yes. Yeah. Like parts were moving. You know, doodling on yeah. the pictures. Oh, the dancing, too. Come on. Oh, yeah. The dancing is great. And did everyone catch Jeff Goldblum yep. oh, yeah. in his Thor Ragnarok in the previous costume? No, in the credits. In the credits. Oh, no, he yeah. was one of the dancing people. Yeah. Oh. Cool. No, I missed it. A lot of dancing in this film. A lot of dancing talk. Some people are dancers and some people aren't. Mm, some people are worth melting for. <laughs> <laughs> a, cer- a certain stand-in father of Star-Lord was in the credits scene dancing as well. Mm. Or I think it was just his face. Speaking of Star-Lord's father, what do we think of Ru- uh, Kurt Russell? But first question, what do we feel about his de-aging in the beginning of the film? They're getting very good at it. Extremely good. Yeah, like, I didn't- I didn't it's, see any issues with it. It's unsettling. It was way better than the the Leia and the um, Tarkin. Tarkin. Yeah, it was. It was. It was like we were. It was like. Uh, yeah, this is Big Trouble in Little China too, or something. Was it better than Michael Douglas and Ant Man? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Now the other question: What about is, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Civil that War? one still looked a little weird to me? Am I wrong? No, uh, he looked too painty. Yeah. They can they can look very waxy. Yeah. Now I did read today that that was Kurt Russell, and they put a lot of makeup on him, and then de-aged him yeah. from there too. Yeah. So maybe that's the key to doing it instead of from scratch. I don't hair, know that hair. Although I will time. say the Tarkin was really good. I think that was oh the Tarkin, so too. Tarkin that may be the best they've ever done. I thought the honestly I thought the Leia was good as well. I, didn't I saw a there. I saw a a user I don't know a private citizen did their own version of the Leia and just enhanced that one. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, that looked a lot like her. They just like <laughs> like thinned out the face or something. It looked more like Carrie Fisher yeah. from okay. 77. But I mean, not to say it was terrible, but the, it, the Tarkin didn't need to be as good as it was. I think yeah. they were just like, oh man, we did this. Put some more in. Tarkin, <laughs> I just, I was, I'm still so thrown by it that I think that affects my opinion a little bit. If you were just looking at the Tarkin without him talking... It was crazy. Yeah, how good it looked. Yeah, I agree with him. Like almost on set. We know that again. This is not Guardians talk, but the um, the the thing I really liked about the Kurt Russell one was that it looked like 1980 Kurt Russell. Yes, yeah. they didn't have to make him look like he did in 1980, but they did. They yeah, could the have hair. had stock footage. Yeah. All right. What? That so like you put that big trouble in little China. Get up on him. It yes. Oh man, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> now, okay. So my other question regarding uh, ego, the living planet. Mm-hmm. That those were the rumors for a long time that that was going to be Star Lord's father. The do you think they pulled this off effectively? And were you surprised by the turn? The, I was not surprised by the turn. Pulled it off effectively in what way? Well. As a living planet. I mean, basically, like a god figure. I thought they did. Yeah. I yeah, mean, it's, it's, a, it's like a, a brain inside it's of a, a big, planet. It's a big bite to take, you know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't I didn't have a problem with that as a plot point. I The issues I had were more... Okay, when, when they're on the ego planet and they start playing catch, that was too much cheese. And it, it was like, 
it was going to be sweet, and then it was too sweet. But I maybe they did that to be an obvious tip off to the audience that hey, something weird is going on here. Well, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. There's one thing this movie and the first one are both very good at is when you think you're getting a sentimental or a sweet moment, and they just throw in some ridiculous joke <laughs> into yes, it. Yes, yeah. And so when they don't do that, and when you do get to a more emotional moment, and the you know the other shoe doesn't drop, like I kept waiting for Star Lord to throw it back and hit him in the face. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I wanted. I, I really thought Drax was going to come. Yeah. In and say, you're throwing something stupid around. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, something to that effect. No, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't shocked by the turn. Yeah, that, that wasn't the gasp moment for me. There was a gasp moment. Oh, what was the gasp and, moment? And it was, uh, you know, it wasn't as big of a gasp moment as, oh, Anna, if only there was someone who loved you. Misunderstood. But, uh, <laughs> the When he says... It killed me to put that tumor oh, in. Oh, yeah. That the, was the gasp. whole audience. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's my that favorite part deal. of the entire film that he hears him say that and just immediately, immediately. shoots him. Immediately. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And Star not Wars just the once. Greatest. Yeah, no, <laughs> just, just everything. Oh, yeah. That, that was, was that was that was the moment I think we all fell in love with Star Lord a little bit more, correct? If that was even possible. I didn't yeah. know it was, yeah, but apparently right? it was. Oh, uh, because I figured I knew there was going to be something to turn, or I assumed there would be, but I assumed it would have something to do with Gamora, like Ego would go after her or Drax oh. or hurt them or something. But no, the, the tumor, damn. You killed my mom. Yeah. I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. That yeah, was great. I but, wasn't expecting a turn, but I. Until it happened, I was wondering what his father had to do with the movie, really. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, it seemed kind of like a side plot a little bit, and I was wondering, all right, who's the villain? Yeah, you're starting to think, who's the antagonist? Yeah, is it thing? just yeah. the gold people? Because the sovereign people aren't that, like, okay. Yeah. Playing their video games. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was wondering, like, maybe there isn't one. Maybe this is just an adventure. Um, but I was like, I know they have to save the galaxy somehow, and that yeah. hasn't happened yet. So I wasn't totally shocked, but I, I wasn't, like, expecting it to happen, I guess. Were there any other gasp moments? I mean, I there mean, are a it, lot of great moments, but if that was there, probably if, the biggest plot twist, right? Maybe um, Yondo. That was gasping. Uh, death? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't affect me. I did not cry. Oh, I cried. But I, I was, thought it was very well done. It was extremely well done, and I was doing fine until the funeral. Mm, yeah. yeah. Oh, and whenever, when they all show yeah, up. That, oh. When they all showed up and when Rocket... Gets a little introspective there. Mm. I, that was where I kind of it got a little dusty in Did, the movie theater. Well, and they they start playing Cat Stevens too. That'll just right, right. rip your heart right <laughs> out. Now, am I being cold hearted to say probably yes? Yes, yes that's your. That's <laughs> Let your me jam. finish. That the rocket Yondu stuff was maybe a, a hair forced. Just a mm, hair. Maybe a hair. Just a hair. That's all I'm saying. I loved it, but it yeah. felt just a hair. Like, we're the same. Like, I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to say it was close, but they never went over the line. Okay. Like, I can they, I can get on board with that. They got right up to it. Yes. And okay. There, and there was opportunity to go across the line with that, but they, they never got okay. all the way there. If anything, a hair. That's all I'm saying. Smidge. Just maybe a hair. Smidge. Which, to me, makes like... There were, there were times where this movie was just... Um, uh, uh, you're about no. You're fine. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like some of these time. jokes were like, "Hey, hey, one." Mo- okay, you're fine. Don't go. Don't go any further. I have one that bothered me. What? One joke that I really, really was annoyed by that could have been done better. It was the the whatever kind of fruit that was that wasn't ripe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, Nebula is out there in the wood and she takes a bite of it, not ripe yet. If they had saved that for like half an hour later, it would have been so it was, much it better. It was. It was a little too telegraphed. It right was there too the telegraphed. Yeah. It. Yeah. 
If they waited the too much longer, it might not have been as funny, I guess. I didn't think it was funny. Well, it was still funny. To, to his point, I might have forgotten about the fruit if yeah. they had gone any longer. Like, And it, then when it came back, I'm like, oh, yeah, they I did remember do people that typically are stupid. Like the 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 movie going audience, so people would. Sorry, forget. listeners, but not yeah, we not apologize. You. Come on, S- send we you- all know as people were st- people are stupid. <laughs> send, send Let's your, be clear. Send your hate tweets to at thy will be done. <laughs> no, send it at uh, at tfp underscore podcast. Send them both. No, I, that I think my main point about this whole movie is it may not be as good as the original, but I typically enjoy originals more, regardless, because I like an origin story. Mm. Yeah, but. It was really, really fun. Yeah, I was like, just a lot of fun. I was, when I was not crying, I was smiling. Right. I will say I probably didn't think the Rocket and Yondu stuff went over the line because I enjoyed their their big set piece and their big scene row in the movie might be one of my favorite scenes in this whole thing when they're getting out. That was uh, great. I that mean, was a great that's sequence. A tremendous scene across the board, and so that's why you know I that's probably why I didn't. Feel it, but I do understand what you're saying. It got real close to being like, okay. I was really glad that Kirk redeemed himself. Me too. I don't know his name in the movie. Oh, it's um. We're uh, talking about Sean Gunn. Yeah, he played um Craglin. Craglin, the, okay. The one that didn't want the mutiny but accidentally caused the mutiny. Yeah. By opening his mouth. Yes. He was Kirk on Gilmore Girls. So. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty yeah. much the same character. It was just the alien version of Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> We've been talking a really long time, and we have not mentioned the cuteness of Baby Groot. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And those God. big eyes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And when he's starting to cry a little bit here uh, and there, I mean. He gets beat up. Oh, He gets the entire opening sequence. Just dancing. Just and you dancing. see, like, the Garden of the Galaxy saving the galaxy in the background, but he's just doing his thing. And, and fighting with little critters. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to harken back to what I said earlier. I think it's really impressive. They could have easily gone with too much Groot. He could have been a Jar Jar. He really could have. Been, and and they, they did just enough. They gave you what you wanted and what you needed. I could have used a little more. Just a really? little more. Yeah. Huh. I could I could have, well, I could have done a whole two hours of just Groot and Rocket. Just I mean, it's been hard forth. to understand and when he what they're sits saying. on somebody's shoulder and he holds onto their ear. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, but, I, oh, and he's just like he's waving. Yeah. Hi. Or at one point, I can't remember what he was doing, but he was doing like the, you know, looking up, avoiding eye contact or whatever yeah. being asked, and he starts twirling like a little vine on his arm. I, like he's I, twirling his hair. I loved when Gamora did the mom thing. She's like, Groot, get out of the way. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> What about the Groot? Uh, no, when the, uh, I think my favorite moment is when Gamora and Star Lord were leaving. <laughs> no, we'll be back in a couple of days. And he's just crying. Aww, he's so a little kid. It was amazing. He was a, he was a baby. Mm-hmm. That and when he couldn't figure out what Yondu wanted. Yeah. Oh, that was <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, just <laughs> every time. That's my the underwear. Thumb. <laughs> Or the toe. Yeah, we're just, sure. that we're just not going to talk about this. <laughs> the eye. When he brings Rocket the eye. Or the giant desk or whatever that yeah. thing was. That's a desk. <laughs> I really like the uh, Nebula and Gamora relationship. Mm-hmm. And I was glad. I was a little worried that one was going to end a little too sappy to be realistic. Yeah. And I was glad that it like got to that point and then it stayed in character and... and yeah. Again, like like we said, they seem to know where the line was with jokes and with sentimentality. They seem to know where, like, okay, time to pump the brakes, time to stop. Yep. I like what I liked Nebula a lot in this. Yeah. Speaking of time, Carrie, 
What was your point last night in the car? Okay. Immediately when the movie starts, I, I was very hyper aware of something. Um, opening, when they open and uh, Kurt Russell and Starlord's mom are driving through and listen to Brandy. The title card says Earth, Missouri, 1980. So we have a year. And then they finish that scene and it's the next title card is 34 years later. So we know it's 2014 in the actual movie, which is, you know, three years ago. And they don't typically do that in a Marvel movie. So I was like, okay, where does this fit in? What does that mean? What does it all mean? Because that's when I get into the spiral about the whole MCU. I was able to put it away for most of the movie, but afterward I was confronting William in the car and I was like, why is it not not now? Why is it three years ago? What is it? I think mean? I was too tired to think about it last you night. You blew me off and laughed at me last so. night. <laughs> but then he took to the internet today. I did take to the internet today and we have a somewhat of an explanation and I have a theory for the time discrepancy afterwards, okay? Mm-hmm. So in the cinematic in the Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline Guardians of the Galaxy 2 takes place in 2014, three months after Guardians of the Galaxy. It takes place a year after Thor the Dark World, before, it says before or after Captain America the Winter Soldier, which is, (laughs) that means nothing, and a year before Avengers Age of Ultron. Ego Ego the Living Planet arrived on Earth and began his relationship with Meredith Quill in 1980, which took place 38 years after Captain America the First Avenger and 32 years before the Avengers 2012. Those don't really matter. Here's my theory of why it's three years ago. You ready? Because the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be in Infinity War and they want Groot to be grown up so he can fight. Agreed. I think that's a solid And I theory. think that is the, the simplest answer for all of this. I also think that's why they showed an adolescent Groot so that yeah. when he's suddenly full-grown. So you're full not grown. shocked. And it had only, in our time, had only been like five minutes. Like, right. oh, Groot grows fast. Great. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Because it was kind of, you know, when I expected him to be at least, you know, adolescent or fully grown when they were having the Guardian sequel personally. Yeah. And then when it was still baby Groot, I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. But it's so cute. See, it's it, so cute. Well, I mean, it was technically sapling Groot in the end of... Guardians yeah. in a little pot. See, this is just me liking dumb humor, but I would like it if he showed up full-grown in Avengers, and they're like, what in the world? Weren't you just a baby like a month ago? And, <laughs> and Star-Lord says, like, yeah, we picked up a lot well, of Well, you know what grow. the explanation would be. Got a lot I, of miracle grow. I am Groot. There you go. Oh, there you go. Anybody got anything else before uh, we uh, get out of here? The purple rule. Do y'all know what that was? The purple rule? The purple rule. So when they were making the movie, evidently James Gunn was forbidding there to be any purple on screen on set anywhere except for nebula simply because he wanted to highlight nebula that's the extent that i know about the purple rule but i got nothing i'm, I'm, I'm i was hoping that, yeah, that no, others of you had heard, heard about it now. to generate some discussion but evidently no. not that's apparently she was supposed to die in the first one really yeah. i did not know that she looked more purple this time oh okay i didn't I, again i didn't notice yeah, until I read about the purple thing, I was like, no, she's all blue and silver, right? But she was definitely purple. purple and blue. Down the middle. Yeah. Purple. The only thing I can equate that to, like what you, she was supposed to die in the first one. Did you hear the Star Wars news this week that originally it was going to be BB-8 at the end of Force Awakens yeah. with Chewie and Ray? Oh. And Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Johnson said, hey, can you put R2 in there? So I want him with Luke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and that was pretty much it. Oh, cool. And Which, that's how movies are made, everybody. Right. <laughs> nice. I like that. And it also works because he's not raised droid. He's posed It's true. Droid, so. Yeah. They had, the, they had the dynamic, but you know yeah. that was just happenstance, really. 
and, and other fun little things like that. And you can follow this under reasons Chris Pratt is such a great doofus. <laughs> is apparently he was talking with the directors and producers and whatnot. And, you know, obviously pop culture and music and movies are play a lot into these movies and his character. And when they're getting ready to shoot the stuff with Ego, he's he's looking around and he goes, okay, Star-Lord, Star-Lord should know who Kurt Russell is, right? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, sure, whatever, Chris. And he said, shouldn't I just say something like, oh, my God, that's <laughs> Kurt Russell? <laughs> and, and apparently they find they should have been like, no, that's, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> oh. I wish it's funny. I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. You can just, cut it out, but I'm, I'm going to I wouldn't it. be surprised if that's Maybe not it'll be in the outtake reel. reel. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, the, the outtake reel for Guardians 1 was fantastic. Yes. <laughs> oh, so just the dance scene alone, really. Dance off, you and me, bro. <laughs> that was the part of Guardians 1 that was almost a little over the line, but it was fine. At least we finally got the explanation why he could hold on to the Infinity Gem. Yeah. yeah Infinity yeah. Stone now. So. But that's the other point about Guardians 2. It wasn't really beholden to the overall Marvel story either, which was it's kind of fun. It mm-hmm. wasn't like, oh, what does this fit in, fit in like with the stones and everything? So, I have a favorite line from the movie. I think I'm remembering it correctly. I am great. It is not that, <laughs> surprisingly. Um, when they're on the Ego Planet before the turn and Ego's explaining that, you know, oh, you can make stuff with light and build a planet like I did and blah, blah, blah. And Quill gets all like winsome and he's like, I'm going to make some weird shit. <laughs> yeah. It was just great. And then it turned. And then it turned. Yeah. But it was a great movie. Best it thing was. ever, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And a great way to start the summer movie season. Absolutely. Definitely. If you watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, email us, tweet us, do all those things. Let us know what you thought. I am the mail client. Here is your mail. Take it. All right. You know, it's funny. We got most of our uh, listener feedback this week from Twitter. So is that still from the mail client? I don't care. Read (laughs) the mail. Okay. Sorry. So I remember when uh, listener Eric tweeted us a few weeks ago, Michael, and he asked for dinner ideas about his birthday. Yeah. He tweeted back at us, listen to your podcast, glad I did, great birthday dinner, and he attached a picture of his uh, um, homecoming menu, which we went to, and it was amazing. Yeah, Eric. So I'm glad he enjoyed it. Happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday. Official friend of the show, Tyler, tweeted, Sup, Tyler. Reconsidering my friendship with uh, Hawaii Chloe based on her hurtful comments about Phantasmic. I agree. I didn't didn't really care for her thoughts on Phantasmic. I was shocked that she didn't like Phantasmic. I don't think she likes any nighttime spectacular. I I, I even like Phantasmic. I was going to say there was a whole lot of piling on poor Illuminations. (laughs) (laughs) I did not realize realize that Illuminations was the birthday cake castle of the nighttime spectaculars. I've heard it so many times, and I've never seen Illuminations, so... I get that it's old, but I cringe whenever I hear it. It's a little bit strong. It'd be funny if that's the one I liked. (laughs) He also tweeted, re-reconsidering Hawaii Chloe's friendship based on her inclusion of kingdom keepers in her park. And this was part of the Walt Disney World draft last week. I'm still not that familiar with kingdom keepers. I've only read the first one. I've read the first three, and so far I think the first one was probably the best one. Um, But for, you know, young adult lit it's it's pretty good stuff and if you're a disney fan you're gonna yeah. you're gonna dig into the intricacies of it a little bit it's it's a good little series yeah speaking of details mm-hmm. quote 
that twirly thing? Jeez, Will, it has a name, Primeval Whirl. All right, Tyler. Well, you had the, the whirl thing. part, right? I did have the whirl part. I listened to this back. Like, <laughs> it was the twirly whirling thing. And that's what that ride is known as because I've only been on it one time and I didn't like it. So sue me. Is Actually, the, he's like, a lawyer. Geez. Don't sue me, Tyler. <laughs> is that the roller coaster thing? It is. Yeah. Oh, I love that thing. I didn't like it that one time I rode it because we had too many people on one thing. They have one at, at California Adventure that's like Goofy's Flight School or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sa- get on the that. Same. Tyler's being awful salty this week. Yeah. Not to infringe on Salty Myers, <laughs> I apologize. No, no. It comes I, with I, the just don't, I don't want Tyler to go from being the LinkedIn connection of the podcast to being the friend of a friend. Aww. We'll see what happens. Emperor Craig tweeted, That feeling when the guys remember to credit you for the draft idea. Hashtag TFP Live. And he attached a give of the uh, when Loki was saying, This pleases me in the Avengers. I really So thanks again, Craig, for the draft idea. Yeah, it was a hit. Very enjoyable. Bat Frank tweeted, and this is from last week, uh, What's Tweeting segment. We have a whole segment here of these. I listened to it. You have a new subscriber now. The Polite Pig is amazing. And congrats on finishing your race. Yay. Thanks, man. Yay. Our marketing is working. (laughs) (laughs) Especially because Rachel from last week also tweeted back. You're in my podcast list. I just started listening. Thanks for the shout out. Hi to you guys as well. Hi, Rachel. I believe Rachel is also our new Michigan listener. So Michigan listeners, uh, say hello to Rachel. Michigan delegation is getting huge. High five, Michigan. And one more from last week. Photosynthesam uh, tweeted, <laughs> Thanks, The Florida Project. I just listened and subscribed. I also introduced you to my mom, the most devoted Disney princess on the planet. Oh, yes. Hello, so Photosynthesam's mother. Hey, Mom. Dan tweeted, Those early June FastPass Plus all seem to be going to Animal Kingdom. Over, under, on wait times, June 3rd, 4th weekend in Pandora. I'd say... 180 plus for both just as top of my head probably it, it we don't really know the capacity of either yeah it seems like flight of passage could have a huge capacity considering how large the show building is right well emperor craig agrees with you i saw someone say the flight of passage queue is long like really long no longer than what you're thinking right now <laughs> that video made it seem long it really but did. really interesting like you're not going to be bored in that queue exactly I think the opposite for the Navi River journey. I think there may be some real capacity yeah, constraints like there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, continuing the snark from Emperor Craig, you might be able to see Pandora during the day and at night just by riding Flight of Passage. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. And finally, official rugged former cast member of the podcast Nature Moment tweeted, time for some dad jokes and may the force oh, be with you. Excellent. Yeah. What is the interior temperature of a tauntaun? I know, I know. Gary? Lukewarm. And that's it for the mail this week. Mailbag <laughs> closed. Your mail session has been terminated. You're next. Oh. This is getting scarier There's every week. Cameron. Carrie Skynet concerns are getting a little more founded Seriously. right now. The T-1000 will definitely try to reacquire you there. Every time it's so good. <laughs> so good. Really a good Arnold. And I wish you could see uh, the video of it, too. It's like It looks like his... Um, his tongue grows as three sizes or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that gross. works. <laughs> I don't know. That's how you do a good Arnold, I guess. I don't know. All right. So next week, we shine the spotlight on another classic Disney attraction, Splash Mountain, in our newest attraction spotlight episode. If you have any thoughts on Splash Mountain, whether you love it, hate it, well, you know what? Nobody hates it, or are indifferent to it, let us know. 
And if you're a current or a former cast member who has worked at Splash Mountain, Splash Mountain, please write in. We'd love to hear from you. I think y'all should go on a field trip to the Wren's Nest here in Atlanta. Why? <laughs> Joel Chandler Harris. The, she wrote the... He wrote the stories that the ride is... Okay. Oh. Just moving on. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know that, actually. <laughs> really? I thought it, I thought it was a fine suggestion, Carrie. Thank you. <laughs> I never put that together. Really? <laughs> no? Hey, apparently we didn't have great Georgia history. <laughs> we went to the same school. Well, you just paid more attention than I did. How about that? That's probably true. And it was a long time ago. I've replaced a lot of that knowledge with Star Wars knowledge. Marvel. And Disney knowledge <laughs> now, oh, yeah. too. Wrestling knowledge. You have a lot of knowledge. Just, Absolutely. You know, not about American literature, but hey. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So much shade. Yeah. Shady Myers is her new name. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, yeah, join us next week. It's going to be a splash. Oh, Zing. God, that was good. And if you want to learn more about the Florida Project, visit us on the web at www.tfppodcast.com. Dot com or socialize with us at Facebook and Instagram at slash TFP podcast or tweet us at TFP underscore podcast. If you'd like to spread the word, we'd really appreciate it. You can tell your friends, family, and fellow Disney nerds all about us. You can also subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcatcher. If you'd like to help us cover the cost of equipment and hosting and such with no additional cost to you, you can use our Amazon affiliate link over at amazon.tfppodcast.com every time you shop on Amazon. When you use that link, Amazon will give us a small percentage of what you purchased in that session because we referred to you, and at no cost to you. A lot of you are doing that, including Salty Myers, and we really appreciate it. You know what I bought? What? Justin Trudeau's socks. <laughs> I really did. With a face on them? And little maple leaves. Oh, I'm nice. really excited. If you'd like access to TFP Extra, Extra, the official after party of the Florida Project, and TFP Exclusive. Exclusive. The monthly podcast where three dudes who normally talk mostly about Walt Disney World talk about something else, throw some money into our hat over at patreon.com slash podcast. Any amount gets you access to the additional content, and $10 or more a month gets you early access to the Florida Project. We'd like to thank Monopoly Chris for joining us on a podcast that is still recording so that means you're we'll, probably going to make the cut we'll see if it actually happens <laughs> if, it did, if it did it's been a good time folks nice to be with all of you and thank you for joining us Salty Myers thank you for having me anything else nope we're good and that's it thanks for listening and we'll see you real soon I'm Mary Poppins y'all the podcast where two guys a girl and a pizza place talk most oh, there about you go. <laughs> It was a little loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> see, now, now I'm going to start talking soft. Now well, see, that's too soft. They now. make you paranoid, don't they? It's ridiculous. Just talk like a normal human being. Fine. I will definitely be cutting that out. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'd get some bad reviews <laughs> on that one. It would be everybody's last episode. <laughs> well, folks, we had a good run. <laughs> what if it became our most popular episode of all? Ooh, They're just keeping it real. <laughs> Dark Side of Disney. Nickname? It's Friday Night Fireworks. That's oh, what it that is. is. Hey. Oh, go Braves. Go Braves. Spectacular. <laughs> Did you say spectacular, Michael? <laughs>
Why you? 